Welcome to Bible Chapter Every Day. I'm Matthew. Our chapter today is Matthew chapter 8. Let's ask God to bless our time today. Heavenly Father, as we read, let us understand the authority that Jesus has, that he had on earth, and that he has now in heaven. Pray that we would have faith, believing Jesus and believing that he can do anything even now for us and for his name. We pray this through Jesus. Amen. Matthew chapter 8. And when he came down from the mountain, large crowds followed him. And behold, a leper approached and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you are able to make me clean. And extending his hand, he touched him, saying, I am willing. Be clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. And Jesus said to him, See that you tell no one, but go, show yourself to the priest, and offer the gift that Moses commanded for a testimony to them. Now when he entered Capernaum, a centurion approached him, appealing to him and saying, Lord, my slave is lying paralyzed in my house, terribly tormented. And he said to him, I will come and heal him. And the centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof. But only say the word, and my slave will be healed. For I also am a man under authority, who has soldiers under me. And I say to this one, Go, and he goes. And to another one, Come, and he comes. And to my slave, Do this, and he does it. Now, when Jesus heard this, he was astonished, and said to those who were following him, Truly I say to you, I have found such great faith with no one in Israel. But I say to you that many will come from east and west, and be seated at the banquet, with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the sons of the kingdom will be thrown out into the outer darkness. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Jesus said to the centurion, Go, as you have believed, it will be done for you. And the slave was healed at that hour. And when Jesus came into Peter's house, he saw his mother-in-law lying down and suffering with a fever. And he touched her hand, And the fever left her, and she got up and began to serve him. Now when it was evening, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed, and he expelled the spirits with a word, and healed all those who were sick, in order that what was spoken through the prophet Isaiah would be fulfilled, who said, He himself took away our sicknesses and carried away our diseases. Now when Jesus saw many crowds around him, he gave orders to depart to the other side. And a scribe approached and said to him, Teacher, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, Foxes have dens, and birds of the sky have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. And another of the disciples said to him, Lord, allow me first to go and bury my father. But Jesus said to him, Follow me, and leave the dead to bury their own dead. And as he got into the boat, his disciples followed him, And behold, a great storm arose on the sea, so that the boat was being inundated by the waves. But he himself was asleep. And they came and woke him, saying, Lord, save us! We are perishing! And he said to them, Why are you fearful, you of little faith? Then he got up and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. And the men were astonished, saying, What sort of man is this, that even the winds and the sea obey him? And when he came to the other side, to the region of the Gadarenes, two demon-possessed men, coming from among the tombs, met him, very violent, 
so that no one was able to pass by along the road. And behold, they cried out, saying, What do you have to do with us, son of God? Have you come to torment us before the time? Now a long way from them a large herd of pigs was feeding. So the demons implored him, saying, If you are going to expel us, send us into the herd of pigs. And he said to them, Go. So they departed and went into the pigs, and behold, the whole herd rushed headlong down the steep slope into the sea and drowned in the water. Now the herdsmen fled and went into the town and reported everything, including the things concerning the demon-possessed men. And behold, the whole town came out to meet Jesus, and when they saw him, they implored him that he would depart their region. Well, that's the reading. Let's dig in. The Sermon on the Mount ends at the end of chapter 7 with these verses. And it happened, when Jesus finished these words, the crowds were amazed at his teaching, because he was teaching them like one who had authority and not like their scribes. So, at the end of the previous chapter, we read that Jesus had authority in his teaching. Now we see authority in his action. So he starts this chapter by healing the leper. And it's interesting, he touches the leper. A leper would be an unclean person to the Jews. It was a physical ailment, but it had a spiritual connotation in the law. It represented sin, and so it was unclean to touch a leper. They didn't understand the transmission of diseases like we do today. But Jesus touches him, and instead of it making Jesus unclean, it cleanses the leper. It makes the leper clean. Then we have the centurion slave. The centurion comes and begs Jesus to heal his servant and asks for a remote healing, saying that he isn't worthy for Jesus to come into his house. So Jesus shows that he can do that. The man had the faith that Jesus would. Then he says he cast out demons with a word. So he just says something and they have to leave the people that they're inhabiting. Then there's the storm on the sea where Jesus rebukes the storm and the storm is quiet. And then we have those two men with the demons who are very violent, a show of power, but Jesus with his words is much more powerful. So over and over throughout this chapter, we see Jesus' power playing out. Also in this chapter, we see the response of the people. The leper at the beginning shows faith saying he believes that Jesus can heal him. The centurion, believing that not only Jesus can heal the servant, but that he can do it remotely. And then we see the response of those two who wanted to follow Jesus, but they didn't have the willingness to give up what they would have to give up. For one man, it was the safety of a place to stay, a place to lay his head, as Jesus put it. He didn't have any place to stay. He was just depending on the kindness of others basically living homeless. And that's what that man would have to do if he was going to follow Jesus. The other man isn't ready to give up his family yet. He wants to go back, and I assume what he's saying is he wants to stay home until his father passes away. Then after that, he'll come follow Jesus. It doesn't seem like his father is already dead, although that's possible too. If that was the case, then he'd be unclean for a week if he participates in the burial. In any case, Jesus says, No time for that. Follow me now and just leave the dead to bury their dead. In other words, people who are not spiritually alive can deal with those things. 
And then we have the disciples of Jesus in the boat with him. So these are his close disciples. And they are showing a lack of faith when they see the storm, not realizing, well, if Jesus is in the boat, why would God capsize the boat? But yet they are worried about that. And Jesus rebukes them for their lack of faith. He also stills the storm with a word. And then we have those people, the townspeople at the end, who see the amazing miracle of the casting out of the demons, but they also see what it costs them, their herd of pigs drown in the sea. And so they beg Jesus to leave. So the question for us is, do we have the faith? Do we believe in the authority of Jesus? How do we respond? Do we want that kind of power in our lives? Or are we worried about what we would have to give up? And now for a deeper dive. There's this part that Jesus says to the people when he sees the faith of the centurion in verse 11. But I say to you that many will come from east and west and be seated at the banquet with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the sons of the kingdom will be thrown out into the outer darkness. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. What Jesus is talking about is Gentiles will be able to be in the kingdom, which is an amazing idea. It was uh, something that was kind of a shock to the Jews to think that Gentiles would be allowed into their kingdom. They were looking for their king, but they weren't looking for a king who would allow the Gentiles in. And he's saying Gentiles will be in and that there will be some of these sons of the kingdom, in other words, Jews, who will be thrown out. If we turn forward to Acts chapter 10, we see an amazing demonstration of this. Peter got a vision three times to prepare him to preach to Gentiles. And then he got a direct command, go with these men, these servants of the centurion who came to ask him to come to Cornelius's house. So you'd think by that point, Peter would get it. But you look at Acts chapter 10, verse 27, it says, And as he conversed with him, he went in and found many people gathered. And he said to them, You know that it is forbidden for a Jewish man to associate with or to approach a foreigner. And to me, God has shown that I should call no man common or unclean. Therefore, and without raising any objection, I came when I was sent for. So I ask for what reason you sent for me. The funny thing is, Peter's never had the problem of trying to figure out what he's doing when he sees a crowd of people Prior to this in the book of Acts, every time he sees a crowd of people, he opens his mouth and starts preaching. But here, when it's Gentiles, he's not quite sure what to do. Finally, when he is told about how God gave this vision to Cornelius that Peter would tell him some things, okay, finally he preaches. So, verse 34, so Peter opened his mouth and said, In truth, I understand that God is not one who shows partiality, But in every nation, the one who fears him and does what is right is acceptable to him. And you'd think, okay, now Peter gets it. But God has to do a further miracle, sending the Holy Spirit with visible signs of the speaking in tongues, before finally in verse 47, they say, Surely no one can withhold the water from these people to be baptized, who have received the Holy Spirit as we also did. Makes you think, if God hadn't sent that Holy Spirit to them, maybe Peter wouldn't have allowed them to be baptized. So, the Gentiles coming into the kingdom is an amazing thing that took a lot for the Jews to be willing to accept. 
Are we excited about the amazing gift it is that God has allowed us into his kingdom? Scripture quotations are from the Lexham English Bible, copyright 2012, Logos Bible Software. Lexham is a registered trademark of Logos Bible Software.